Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. Hebrews 10, what have we been talking about? The house of prayer. And in that passage in 2 Chronicles chapter 7 where the house of prayer was dedicated, we saw last week where God also said this is a house of sacrifice. It is a house not only of prayer, but it is a place where blood is essential and blood is honored. The Bible says life is in the blood. The Bible also says where there is no shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. We talked about that in great length. We talked about how the special place God is looking at today is your inner man where the Holy Spirit lives. He calls it a house of prayer. It is also a house of sacrifice. That is, it is necessary for you to not only acknowledge the blood of Jesus, but for you to apply it by faith. It's not enough for it to be shed. It has to be applied. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Do you realize that where you're broken, that which the basis of which you're going to be made whole is the blood of Jesus? There is something about honoring the blood of Jesus that is going to restore you if you're broken. It is going to flow out of the blood of Jesus. In Hebrews chapter 10, we see a discussion of our high priest who not with the blood of sheep and goats, but with his own blood has entered the holy place. That is the very throne room of God. Therefore, verse 19, chapter 10 of Hebrews, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest, that is the very presence of God, by the blood of Jesus, by new and living way, which he consecrated for us, not by the observance of some outward sacrifice, not through the observance of trying to live up to a law, but that is through the breaking of the veil that is his flesh that opened a new and living way for you to have fellowship with God. And having a high priest, Jesus Christ, over the house of God. Where is the house of God? The house of God is in your inner man where the Spirit of God lives. There is a high priest. Did you know that right now your high priest is looking over your house to see what you're praying about? The high priest is looking. He is over the house of God, not just individually, but corporately. And notice what the Bible says here is. Since we have a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is 
faithful. How many of you know if God's given you a promise, he will faithfully bring it to pass? It may not look like the way you thought it was going to be in your own mind and heart, but God is faithful. He is at work to do that which he has promised. Well, I don't understand. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own ability to understand in all your ways. Just acknowledge him and he will direct your steps. The blood of Jesus is bearing witness that you belong there. What do you mean? The blood of Jesus right now is bearing witness that you have access to the throne of God. The blood of Jesus is saying to you right now, Bearing witness in heaven that you have a right to come there. Not on the basis of what you can do good, but on the basis of the blood of Jesus, which is the only sacrifice God will honor. The blood of Jesus right now, this moment, is bearing witness that you have a right to be there. You have a right to be heard. You have a right to come boldly. You have a right to come when things are going swell. You have a right to come when you don't understand and you're in the deepest pain of your life. You have a right because the blood of Jesus is bearing witness. You saw this video that has moved me and Dina so much. This was a true story. This actually took place. And I want us to become that type of atmosphere where the blood of Jesus is honored so that everybody can come and know and receive the benefits of that broken body and shed blood. But I want you to see as we saw at the end the last time, I ran out of time last time in chapter 13, so just turn a couple of pages over to chapter 13 of Hebrews. We talked about the precious blood of Jesus. What is our response? In Hebrews 13, beginning with verse 15, Therefore by him, that is the one who shed his own blood on our behalf to give us access, by him let us continually offer. How often is continually? Let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is, what is the sacrifice of praise? That is, the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. But do not forget to do good and to share with those, and to share for with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. The sacrifice of praise. Why is praise a sacrifice that God honors? As we said at the end of last week, sometimes because of our pride in our self-absorption, we get our world is revolving around us in our own mind. When you get into a place of praise, you cut you cut ties with that pride and that self-absorption and you offer to the only one who is worthy of praise a sacrifice with which he is well pleased. Well pleased. And offering a sacrifice of praise. This is something not only all of us can do, but this is the sacrifice with which he is pleased. What does that do for us? Why should we offer a sacrifice of praise? 
Here are several reasons right here, not an exhaustive list, but several. Number one, first and foremost, it pleases him. Are you in love with the Lord? Then we ought to do what pleases him. And he says, let us offer continually a sacrifice of praise and the fruit of our lips giving thanks. How many of you know it doesn't come naturally to praise and give thanks? You got to go there on purpose. Amen? You have to do that on purpose. It is a sacrifice with which he is pleased. It pleases, the Bible says, Psalm 34, 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. Listen to this one. You might want to write this down on your outline. I don't have it on there. This is fresh breaking news. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. To give thanks. In everything. Just yesterday, Dean and I started thanking God for all the things that were very, very painful to us that we didn't understand. Now that's a sacrifice of praise. We begin to thank God. For those times where there was heartache beyond description. I want to tell you something. Anybody can give thanks and praise when things are going great. But the Word says that the sacrifice that moves his heart the most is when you're in pain and frustration and misunderstanding and rejection. When you can offer a sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, that moves the heart of your high priest. It's a sacrifice. We also thank God for those things that were so very, very painful at the time because now on this side of it, we see that there was a purpose and a plan. We see that even, even in the works that were selfish, even in the works that were even demonically generated, we see that there was a purpose and a plan. Remember this, grace is always higher than any agenda of the flesh of the devil. We see that there was a purpose and a plan on this side of it that God has restored us in such a way that that pain Although it always lingers on the earth, we see redemptive value in that pain. Hey, have you ever gotten to the place to where you went through things that were so painful, but now on this side of it, you can say God was up to bringing me into a better place? You ever gotten rejected and found out God gave you somebody better? Amen. <laughs> you ever gotten fired only to know somewhere down the line God gave you something better? He doesn't take his eye off you. 
And all this time, you're, you're, you are just thinking about, all you can be consumed with is how things turned out and your failure or what somebody else did to you. Can I tell you something? Offer to the Lord a sacrifice of praise. The fruit of your lips giving thanks. Eventually, not immediately, but eventually God will give you a perspective if you will stay in a position of praise and thanksgiving that he's up to something higher and better than your pain. Turn back to the left to Hebrews chapter 4. It is, it pleases him. Tom Meadows sent me a message this week that touched my heart. Tom, thank you. He reminded me that what moves God most is when we praise him in our pain because that is truly a sacrifice. But I want you to notice something else about what praise and thanksgiving does. In Hebrews chapter 4, I want you to see something that it is, it partners with your faith. In the description of Abraham's journey, remember, God promised Abraham, I will bless you and make your name great. And I will not only bless you, I will bless your seed. You shall be a blessing. The Bible lets us know Galatians chapter 3, that we are the seed of Abraham. We are the recipients of the covenant God gave Abraham but fulfilled in Jesus. But in Abraham's journey, he heard from God at 75. He took matters into his own hands at 86. He reheard from God at 99 and saw the fulfillment of the promise at 100. But I want you to notice something about Abraham. Oh, man. When God said, I am going to give you a seed out of your own body, and I'm going to bless you and perpetuate you. Notice in verse 17, as it is written, I have made you. God says, I have made you a father of many nations. How many natural, legitimate children did he have? Zero. How old was he? 99. You been to the mall lately and saw any 99-year-olds trying to pick up women? (laughs) Father, children? (laughs) It ain't going to happen. But notice this. God says, I've already done it. I made you a father of many nations. That was true in the presence of whom he believed. Would to God that we would all find out what is true in the presence of God that may be absent in the natural manifestation, but it's already true in the presence of God. God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did, who contrary to hope, in hope he believed, so that he became the father of many nations. We all know a about the Abraham, uh, about his faith. Look at 19. Without being weak in faith, he did not focus on his own body, which was already dead as far as bearing children was concerned, since he was about 100. He didn't focus on the impossibility of his wife, Sarah, who was 90, bearing a child. 
Verse 20, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. But watch this. He was strengthened in faith. His natural circumstances got darker. Does it look like your business is going under? Does it look like what you've been crying out for God to do? Do Does it look like it's all over? What has God promised you? Notice, he did not waver at the promise of God. He got stronger by giving glory to God. How did he do that? He shifted his focus away from his circumstances, which were disintegrating. And he put his focus on God. How did he do it? Giving glory to God. What does that mean? He began to praise and worship and give thanks. Praise and worship and the giving of thanks strengthens you in your inner man to go on to a new level of lay hold of what faith has told you belongs to you. Some people say, well, I've had faith a long time. Well, what about faith's partner, thanksgiving and praise? Faith will lay hold of anything God's promised you. Thanksgiving and praise will sustain you in the process. That all has to work in the context of love. Faith works by love. It's an attitude changer. Thanksgiving and praise changes attitude. Psalm 42, why are you cast down, O my soul? Hope in God. Why? I shall yet praise him who is the help of my countenance and my God. He's going to change my attitude if I will continue to talk to myself and tell myself that which is true that is based on the eternal living Word of God because the Word of God is full of life and power. It energizes that which looks dead to me. It changes my countenance. Thanksgiving. I shall yet praise Him. I shall yet praise Him. It's a powerful weapon against worry and anxiety. I think all of you know the wonderful passage in Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything. Instead, here's what you do instead. In everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Notice the connection of the breaking of anxiety and the laying hold of the peace of God is letting your requests be made known with thanksgiving. It changes the countenance. Connects you with the heart and blessing of God because trust is developed mightily in your pain and your disappointment. Proverbs 3, 5 through 7. There were days and nights I would sometimes get out in a parking lot where Dean and I had gone for just to try to process through the deepest disappointment and pain of our lives. Sometimes at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, I'd cry out to God looking up at the stars. Tell me something. I don't get it. You ever been there?
About the only thing I heard in those early days was, you don't know everything. You don't know what went on between me and him. But I will tell you this, trust in me with all your heart and don't lean on your own ability to understand. Can I tell you something? At some point in your life, You're going to have things in your life that you're not going to understand. Why don't you do something? And I don't know anything else to tell you except to trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. If you will continue to acknowledge Him in all your paths, He will straighten that path out. It is a choice that requires grace and it, you got that. It is also a choice that requires continually making. It's not a once and for all thing. Thanksgiving shows the heart of God that you can be trusted. And last, thanksgiving and praise is embodied in Holy Communion. You know that, Pastor? What did Jesus say right before he left when he instituted the Lord's Supper? He said, this meal I have greatly, passionately desired to eat with you. Now, wait a minute now. I don't care how you have been brought up. I don't care what you have seen, that this is a ritual thing. You just do it now and then, or you do it every Sunday. It doesn't matter. When you by faith, when you by faith recognize that this holy table, that the broken body and the shed blood, Jesus said, I have passionately, greatly desired to share this with you. Even if you don't understand or get it and none of us really have much of a revelation about it, you need to say, Lord, you passionately desire me to enter into your table, so I'm going to do it in obedience of you. Jesus said, as often as you do this, you not only have to do this uh, or should do this corporately, you should do this as you're led individually. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are proclaiming my death until I come. I want to tell you something. When you obey the Lord, and it is so important to the Lord that not only did he personally institute it, not only did he tell his disciples to perpetuate it, when the one he entrusted to write 13 books of the New Testament, the Apostle Paul, when he took him out into the desert of Arabia and spent three years giving him revelation out there, you read in 1 Corinthians 11 where the Apostle says, This I received from the Lord. This I received from the Lord, that on the night he was betrayed, he took bread and broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. This is the New Testament in my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you do. You are proclaiming my death and all the benefits of it until I come. It is an offering of thanksgiving and praise. And not only does it reconnect you with covenant benefits, it releases those covenant benefits to have manifestation in your life. 
thanksgiving and praise. Let us continually offer to the Lord thanksgiving and praise. Would you stand, please? Would you right now, with the altar that is in your own human spirit, reborn by the Spirit of God, would you just obey the Lord right now in your own heart and begin to give thanksgiving and praise? Would you thank Him for what He has generously blessed you with? Do you have covenant relationships? Do you have a measure of health? Do you have shelter and food? Do you have transportation? Do you have a family who loves you? Now I'm going to ask you to do something special. Would you, not, would you now give the Lord thanksgiving and praise for those difficult, painful, frustrating, heartbreaking experiences that you have gone through or are going through right now? Would you give him thanks and praise? Would you, as an expression of your heart, those of you who are hurting, those of you who are broken, those of you who are just crying out to the grace of God to sustain you every day, would you give him thanks and praise for who he is, for what he is doing, recognizing, recognizing that there is a perspective, there is a season, there is a time, there is a place where you will see it more clearly. There is a time, there is a season, there is a place when you will feel rejoicing and thanksgiving more. Let us continually, continually offer a sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving the fruit of our lips, giving thanks. Almighty oh, Father, I thank you and praise you, mighty and holy Lamb of God, precious Holy Spirit. I thank you for this flock. I pray your blessing on every one of them, Father, you who search the heart. You know what the mind of the Spirit is. Thank you that you're interceding for them right now before the throne of God. And thank you, O oh God, that you're at work to bring to pass <laughs> that which brings you glory and that which brings them their highest and best. We ask you, O oh God, to give us greater revelation of your love, that this would be a place that'd be like a divine magnet to draw in those you've chosen to come here and receive. Some to receive and go on their way. Some to come and say, this is home. 
This is my faith family right here. Grant it, Father, in the precious and holy name of Jesus. And all the people said, Amen. We'll see you next week. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.